Welcome to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. This podcast is presented by the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation and hosted by our CEO, Jamie Irvin. At the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation, we work with manufacturers, distributors, and repair shops who want to grow their business. Do you have a problem that you would like some help with? We have developed fault codes for heavy duty parts businesses, just like they have for commercial trucks. Find out how many fault codes your business has and how you stack up against dozens of other heavy-duty parts businesses. Head to heavydutyconsulting.com and schedule a meeting with us today. All right, let's start this episode. You're listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and this is the podcast where you will get expert advice about the heavy-duty parts you buy and keep you informed about what's happening in the industry. This episode is sponsored by truckpartsinventory.com. Lowering costs per mile is all about finding the right part quickly. At truckpartsinventory.com, you will save time by searching inventory from around North America in one place. You will save money by having the option of buying new, used, or aftermarket parts. You'll save yourself work by sending a parts request and having companies contact you. Truckpartsinventory.com is easy to use and it's free. Go to truckpartsinventory.com today. Lowering your cost per mile starts with buying high quality parts. And if you've listened to this show, you know that I'm always promoting that. And it ends with using high quality services and stringent maintenance standards. Be honest. How often do you give any thought to your kingpin? To help us give kingpins the attention they deserve, I'd like to introduce you to Rich LeFive from Kingpin Specialists. Rich, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me, Jamie. So why do people seem to forget about the kingpin? Well, it's a, it's a strange animal. Uh, the kingpin is probably one of the most overlooked parts of the connection. It's probably the most important part. It's the only part keeping the trailer connected to the tractor. Usually there is a, a little bit of movement between the two parts. And a lot of times you'll have drivers complain about a banging or constant banging. They are designed to have a little bit of movement between the two. But when they start getting excessively worn, you you definitely will, the driver will definitely notice. And each uh, separate part of the industry has, has, you know, different wear characteristics and, and following how much wear each unit is going to have is is independent of a lot of different factors, everything from the environment, the, um, what do you call it? The, like if you're living in the mountains, you have 48 footers with a 28 footer toe behind. You don't see that configuration anything anywhere other than around the Rocky Mountains. Some areas in Michigan, you'll see triple 28s. Well, every time you change that uh, configuration, you get different wear characteristics. So that's um, one of those things that, that and the kingpin, when when we're doing maintenance on these trailers, is definitely something that gets left behind. It sounds to me like unless it's making lots of noise, then it's just something that people don't think about. It is definitely something that uh, that people don't get give a lot of thought to until it's laying on the ground. Usually, when it's pulling away from a deck dock, so it definitely that gets some attention. Rich, I'd like to kind of get an overview of what kingpin specialists 
actually does for their customers. Can you give us that overview? Basically, Kingpin specialists, um, when people think of us, they think of, we have a problem, we give these guys a call, we go out and we fix that, that particular issue. What we do for our, our main core customers is, is basically we try to find the sweet spot where we give you the most value for the life of the kingpin, the, the jaws of the fifth wheel, and ensure that you get maximum wear characteristics from both pieces of equipment. Um, if you try and do maintenance only on the fifth wheels, it's, it's almost like a cancer, that, uh, especially in a drop and hook configuration. That fifth wheel uh, gets married up with a, a worn kingpin or a damaged kingpin, and it takes that damage. And as it hooks onto the next kingpin, you're going to transfer the damage from that fifth wheel to the brand new kingpin. And as this is happening, uh, because in grocery and food service, you're going to see sometimes these trailers will be hooked up and disconnected for maybe five times in a day as it goes from the bay loaded, picked up by the tractor, and then it's going to go out on the run. It comes back. It gets dropped to have the garbage taken off. It gets moved over and washed out. It gets refueled. It gets backed up to another door and loaded. So every time that happens, if there's, a damage, if there's damage on the fifth wheel, that damage transfers to each one of the kingpins that it touches. And what we end up with at the end of the day is if you have 2 or 5 or 10% of the fleet that has a lot of damage, the bigger the variance in these wear or in this damage, the more, the quicker that you see the entire fleet begin to wear at an accelerated rate. So what we basically do for our customers is, is trying to find where the damage happens and how to get it back un, under control to be able to maintain and get the most life out of your fifth wheels and your kingpins. Okay, so describe to me kind of like your ideal customer then. My ideal customer is one that has a problem contacts us we go through and decide what the problem is and when it's time to make repairs we make the repairs a lot of times uh, usually when we get called in for a fleet they're going through a lot of fifth wheels they're having a lot of complaints from drivers or somebody has bought a new tool and they're checking these trailers and all of a sudden they've got an explosion because nobody's checked them for a decade. All of my customers are my favorite. <laughs> but different different sectors of the market, food service is, is a part of the industry where a kingpin replacement properly done on a refrigerated trailer is going to cost anywhere from $6,000 to $12,000. There's a huge variance. If, if you're that's on a refrigerated unit. On a dry van, you're probably going to get somewhere between thirty-five and fifty-five hundred. So these are two sectors that we really see a lot of benefit. They see the cost uh, benefit right away. But when you look at flatbeds and and uh, other curtain side trailers, semi dump trailers, 
being able to have this repair done in only a couple of hours, having the wear characteristics the same as what it was when the trailer was brand new. These are two major driving factors to be able to, um, you know, rather than having a trailer out of commission for a week while these repairs are done, everything is done in a couple of hours. It's not leaving the site. It's done when the trailer's not being used to make money for the customer. So that's ideal. You've been listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin. We've been speaking with Rich from Kingpin Specialists. Rich, tell me more about the repair services that you offer. So just walk us through the trailer sitting in the yard. They put the gauge on it and they found, you know, it's it's not safe to continue using it. It needs to be repaired. Now, they make the call and your guys show up. Just walk me through that repair process. What, what, are, you, what are they looking at? What are they doing? I, I want to get a visual of it. Well, basically, when a customer reaches out to us with an issue, what we want to do is take, we get the, the unit number. We want, to, we want to know what physical trailer has brought this to their attention. The next thing you want to do is take a look at a manifest or uh, an asset list, something that's going to list the length of trailer, the manufacturer, uh, any special equipment in the year. So you've got a, a kind of baseline. From there, we, we will book to go in and take a look at the fleet, and we, we try and take a look at what, what could possibly be the issue. And a lot of times when we get brought in with this, you, you may have had a changing of the guard. It's a, a company that was using an outside fleet uh, service, or it's a maintenance manager that's been in the location for 20 years and retires. Those type of things. And, and somebody new will come in and, and they're kind of, they'll run across an issue or they will have a complaint. And when they start digging into it, they realize that there's a, there's a lot bigger problem than they realize because it was just neglected for so long. So we will go through and do an evaluation, identify the trailer that specifically brought this out. And sometimes that one is a little further along or perhaps all of the ones in that series have the same issue. But basically, we, we take a look at that and then we start to schedule times to get the repairs done. For us, doing multiple units at a time gives us a lot better, um, we're most cost effective. We've got a, a little bit of cool down time. We've got uh, some prep time. So by if we have four trailers set side by side for one tech, that's a comfortable day's work. Uh, he's probably going to finish all four of those in six to seven hours, depending on the amount of wear. And then basically he'll, he will go down the line, uh, ensure that the thickness of the bolster plate, there's enough material left. He sets up, does his welding, moves to the next one, welds that, moves to the next one, welds the fourth one, and then begins turning them all down in sequence. Um, if there's a, an issue where they need trailers back quicker, uh, they're starting to load at 11 o'clock. Well, at 11 o'clock, I can cut the first trailer loose. At 12 o'clock, I can cut the second trailer loose so that we're not holding up their loading procedure or any other issues like that. Basically, when we're finished, the pin is stamped with an identification number that traces back for the batch of welding rods, the welding technician that did the welding, the truck that was used, the welding machine that was used, the lathe that was used. And this, uh, this may seem a little over the top, 
but it's also, it's a quality control. If we ever have an issue with a batch of welding rods where something's defective or we have any kind of an issue, I can go back and tell from our tracking records exactly where those batches of rods were used, what trailer numbers they were repaired on, the date, the tech, you know, and we can go back and repair any issue and in 24 years, we have had to go back and, and we had, uh, you know, one issue where we had to find 22 trailers that were done by one machine that were, the, it was off calibration. Um, we were able to track every one of them down, but it was four states in six weeks that this one particular unit had gone. We should probably cut that, but I figured I'd throw it in there. Well, I think that that gives people confidence, though, because it's not a perfect world, and it's not really a matter of if something goes wrong, it's usually when. And it's nice to know that you're dealing with someone who's professional, who has a system, who can you know, manage their own quality control, and if, if by chance there is an issue, you have a mechanism to correct it and make it right. So no, I wouldn't I wouldn't want that cut from this interview at all because anybody listening who wants to use your service now has additional confidence in both your transparency and your integrity. So I think that's really important. No, I appreciate that. Rich, what role does engineering play in this? Cuz I mean, I'm hearing welding, cutting, changing things. I mean, you're you're taking a trailer and you're trying to put it back to its OE spec. Uh, so what role does engineering play in what you do for your customers? We when I say we, I first heard of this process uh, probably about 28 years ago from a, a fellow in my dorm who in summers would work for Coca-Cola. And uh, we were, he would, he had told me about this and I was like, that just doesn't make any sense because it's a special exotic metal and you're welding on it and you don't have, you don't realize what you're getting into. I was a lot younger and a lot crazier back then, and he's a mechanical engineer now. But in the time that passed, I uh, I worked on Hibernia. I worked uh, on an oil rig that was out in the North Atlantic, and it we were dealing with a lot of exotic metals. And I was with Peter Kiewit in mechanical outfitting, and I I worked in a lot of development of welding procedures and and different just absolutely crazy stuff. Got to know a lot of the welding supervisors and welding engineers. And one of the fellows that uh, I I met on that project helped develop the welding procedure at its infancy. It's it's one of those things that um, I've come to have a lot of respect for the engineering side of things. Usually every four or five years, we would go back to the drawing board. We would collect kingpins from different shops that we would do work with. And we would take these pins back to the lab or back to our shop, weld them up, and then we'd send them into the lab and just make sure that our there hadn't been any too many changes in the industry. Uh, a lot of times things start to change and five years down the road, you don't realize what you're dealing with anymore. So we, we had continued uh, kind of keeping up our standards that way and ensuring that we were hitting our, our targets as far as uh, hardness and, and uh, everything else. Um, and then a couple of years ago, I, uh, I started working with an engineer out of Orlando, uh, a welding engineer who um, had done a lot of work with uh, 8630 grade steel, the, the graded material that the pins are made out of. 
and from there we've we've really begun to um, uh, change up our, our or do a lot more to ensure the quality is is as consistent as it can possibly be. Um, it, it's one of those things that are reflected in in the tracking that we do on uh, fleets that we've been working for for over twenty years. For us to be able to uh, compare what our wear characteristics are like compared to a brand new trailer that came in uh, at the same time or a trailer that we had to condemn and, and they put on a replacement grid section or, or did it another type of repair. To be able to track those wear characteristics over the years is is something you don't you, you kind of end up at 23 or 24 years down the line and realize how much data you've got. But it's incredible to see that that uh, our our equipment or our repairs stand the test of time and and have never had an issue with with any of the repairs that we have done and that as far as a catastrophic failure and whatnot i like to think with everything that we see out there our guys have a lot more experience all they do is crawl under trailers from coast to coast across canada and the u.s it's um so we've got a network of guys that can communicate with each other. We will notice or see things um, with new fifth wheels that come onto the market or have a slightly different wear characteristics, uh, that type of thing. Other people aren't, aren't paying attention to that. That's not what they specialize in. This is all we do. And this is what makes us so good at what we do. So if there's one thing you want people to take away from today's conversation, what's that one thing? The biggest thing when we're looking at kingpins and fifth wheels, in my opinion, is liability. 25 years ago was a different time and a place. Um, where we are now, liability is everything. You have to have your butt covered. And having a company that does nothing but specialize in ensuring that trailer makes it home with the trailer at the end of the shift is at absolute value. You've been listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and we've been speaking with Rich from Kingpin Specialists. To learn more, go to kingpinspecialists.com. Rich, thank you for being on the podcast. Thanks, Jamie. Have a great evening. Have you subscribed to the podcast yet? Go to heavydutypartsreport.com today to subscribe to the podcast. And don't forget to give us a five-star rating and review on the podcast player of your choice. I'd like to remind everyone to focus on cost per mile over purchase price and... Let's keep those trucks and trailers rolling. HDA Truck Pride is the heart of the Independent Parts and Service Channel. They have 750 parts stores and 450 service centers conveniently located across the U.S. and Canada. Visit heavydutypartsreport.com slash HDA Truck Pride today to find a location near you. Again, that's heavydutypartsreport.com slash HDA Truck Pride and let the heart of the independent service channel take care of your commercial equipment.